Under HIPAA Omnibus, business associates and their subcontractors are directly liable for compliance with HIPAA. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jerry Hinckley, a healthcare and privacy attorney at Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman in San Francisco. He's also chair of the firm's healthcare industry team. Jerry will be speaking to me about HIPAA omnibus compliance and the various challenges involving business associates. Hi, Jerry. Hello. The HIPAA omnibus compliance deadline is less than three months away. At this point, what should covered entities be doing with their business associates to be ready on time? Well, covered entities should consult the transition provisions of the law to determine when they need to enter into updated business associate contracts. Depending on the circumstances, this may be required as early as September 23, 2013, or as late as September 22, 2014. However, if the covered entity's arrangements with business associates are modified or renewed during this period, the business associate contract must be updated at that time. Although covered entities are not legally required to do so, it may make sense for them to confirm with their business associates that they're entering into business associate contracts with their own subcontractors if the subcontractors receive PHI. This is required by September 23, 2013. Business associates should already have a compliant business associate contract that they're routinely using with covered entities, and covered entities may also have their own standardized forms. And uh, one thing that covered entities need to do as implementation uh, becomes imminent is to develop a contracting format and implementation program so that they can organize uh, their efforts to come into compliance. What are the challenges that you're seeing business associates having the most trouble with in complying with HIPAA Omnibus, and how can they overcome those challenges? I think the biggest challenge that business associates have is creating a HIPAA-compliant culture, because since the HITECH Act became effective in 2010, business associates are directly liable under HIPAA, and enforcement can be brought against business associates directly. And this is a dramatic change from what the law had been previously, where business associates' obligations really only derived from contractual arrangements with covered entities. And because business associates now are subject to the portions of the privacy rule and pretty much all of the security rule, together with the data breach reporting requirements, they actually now have to have a robust HIPAA compliance programs as if they were covered entities. And they also stand to face potentially high penalties, which can be as great as $1.5 million per violation. Some of the things that go into creating a HIPAA-compliant culture um, include uh, having regular risk assessments, uh, encrypting data, and implementing administrative and technical safeguards that generally have applied to covered entities. They also need to enter into HIPAA-compliant business associate agreements with their own subcontractors, and, and that's new under high tech. And subcontractors of business associates who receive PHI are essentially also treated as business associates for purposes of HIPAA. What are the biggest mistakes that you're seeing covered entities and business associates making with each other as they get ready to comply with HIPAA Omnibus? I think the the biggest mistake we're seeing is misunderstanding who 
of business associates are. And kind of a, a default conclusion on the behalf of covered entities that anyone that they do business with who they happen to give PHI to is their business associate. And we see situations often with our clients who receive a PHI through the ordinary course from a covered entity being handed a business associate agreement and then asking us, well, why are we being asked to sign this? And we have to go through the analysis of, well, are you a business associate? And business associates are limited to the group of entities that receive PHI from a covered entity and carry out a function for the covered entity. So if they merely receive the PHI in another authorized manner, but they're not carrying out a function for a covered entity, they're not a business associate. Any suggestions for vendors or service providers that are uncertain whether or not they're a business associate under HIPAA Omnibus? Well, you just have to read the definition. You know, it is expanded under high tech uh, to, to clarify that it includes anyone who also transmits or maintains PHI for a covered entity. And this is an expansion. This is a taken from HIPAA into the cloud, if you will, and a lot of organizations that took a position that they were not uh, business associates, that now has been clarified. So in that regard, if you're a transmitter of PHI, uh, you're going to be a business associate. Another area that we do a lot of work in relates to financial institutions. There's a provision in the HIPAA Act itself that excludes banks from HIPAA compliance with respect to PHI that they receive incidentally to a, a, a normal banking transaction. So, for example, somebody pays a medical bill by check, it goes to the bank, typically enough information on the check itself to constitute it being protected health information. And so banks, at least with respect to that kind of functioning, were not subject to HIPAA. But what has occurred is that banks do a lot of other things that actually you know, carry out functions for covered entities that are beyond what you would customarily construe as a banking function. And so we've spent time with with financial institutions to get them comfortable with the fact that, yes, in fact, they are business associates and they need to include HIPAA, even though they're also already subject to Gramm-Leach-Bliley, which is the Institutional Information Protection Act that applies specifically to banks. You mentioned business associates agreements earlier. What suggestions do you have for covered entities who say that some of their business associates refuse to sign these agreements, that they are disputing that they are a business associate, but the covered entity says they are? Well, if the covered entity's made a determination that, that someone that they do business with is, a, is their business associate, the law requires a business associate agreement to be in place. So there are a couple of paths to take when you have you know, a contractor who says, I'm just not going to sign that agreement. One is we incorporate the terms of the business associate agreement in the service contract or other contract between the parties. It doesn't have to be a standalone agreement, and oftentimes the provisions appear to be innocuous to the vendor when they're incorporated in, in a service agreement. So that's a kind of a way to, to bypass a, a separate agreement which, you know, historically under HIPAA that did create some concern, although, frankly, um, you know, we're not hearing that complaint so much anymore. And as, as a practical matter, if a covered entity has decided that someone's a business associate and they can't get business associate terms uh, into a written contract with that entity, they can't give them PHI. So they'd have to figure out a way 
to if they want to continue to utilize the services of the vendor to not have protected health information be part of what the vendor or other entity actually receives from them. Um, if they can't do that, then they really can't do business with the entity. How should business associates be preparing for breach notification under HIPAA Omnibus? Well, they need to read the security rule and do what it implies and extrapolate from it for their own uh, physical and technological environment. What I tell everybody who asks me is you have to implement encryption that meets uh, the, the Department of Health and Human Services standards. If health information is encrypted appropriately and it is lost, you know, it is, that does not constitute a data breach. So that's a, a very clear get out of jail free card. You know, what we find too often, because our practice does involve data, data breach compliance, is people turn off the encryption. It's too cumbersome. Um, and so the challenge for the industry and for business associates is to find the easiest form of encryption to implement and to use and then take it the next, the next step and impress upon your workforce through training and other means um, that, you know, this is not something that the company will tolerate uh, with, an, with an, uh, an end run and make it clear from your employment policies that if someone is the cause of a data breach because they didn't follow company policies, that that's a cause for termination. Any final suggestions or tips that you have for business associates or covered entities as they deal with each other in preparation of HIPAA Omnibus? Well, I think the best practice will be for business associates to actually develop a a HIPAA compliance plan that revolves around an ongoing risk assessment. One of the things that we spend a lot of time with with clients is, and particularly when they come to us with HIPAA violation issues, is that the risk assessment is, is such a big deal and it is so expensive that companies kind of plan for it like every three years and um, and sometimes they just don't do it. There isn't budget or it just doesn't happen. And so what we're counseling is do something every month. Have a, have a 12-month risk assessment plan that just gets into the normal workflow, that it is not an extraordinary activity. And then as risks are identified, act on them. Begin to take steps to address um, how to ameliorate that risk. And I think in the end, that's all part of kind of what I said at the beginning, how business associates need to create a HIPAA-compliant culture within their organization. And for for entities that are receiving PHI in the, in the capacity of business associate that haven't historically been providers of healthcare that are, you know, kind of already knee-deep in healthcare privacy, it's an additional business process. Our law firm, for example, we receive protected health information from our clients that are covered entities when we have to in connection with the services that we provide. We're a business associate. That's taking our organization and saying, all right, in addition to everything else we have to do in, in meeting our ethical obligations for our clients is we have strict legal requirements with respect to this particular type of information when we receive it. And we have to act like anybody else who's a business associate and have processes, do risk assessments, do training annually, and the like. Thanks, Jerry. I've been speaking to attorney Jerry Hinckley. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.